Gun control is passed in secrecy, but implemented after it's too late. Today on The Grid. The Grid. A digital frontier. I pictured patriots as they moved throughout our country. Do they look like individuals or small business? Were the rallies like church? I keep dreaming of a world I hope to one day see. And then, today, I got in. Hello, fellow Americans. This is Chris Coleman, your host with the Kingdom Patriot Group. Welcome to The Grid, where faith, politics, and commerce intersect. All that is required for evil to prevail is for good men to do nothing. If you want to make a difference, you cannot sit on the sidelines. That's why you need to be a Kingdom Patriot. Join us today and help us fight for faith and freedom. If you give up just two cups of Starbucks per month, you can make a difference. Hi, I'm Jessica, and I'm a Kingdom Patriot. Welcome to this week's News and Review, all the way from East Texas. And even when I'm traveling, I am still thinking about you. Well, every time I think Kamala Harris cannot say something more stupid, she continues to rise to the occasion. Apparently, now based on a soundbite and a mini press conference that she gave from the demilitarized zone, we apparently have a long-standing relationship with the Republic of North Korea. Hey, Kamala, newsflash, we don't have a relationship with North Korea, and they are certainly no republic. Probably one of the worst regimes to ever exist in regards to freedom and human rights. And speaking of not being able to put together a single coherent thought, Biden himself rose to the occasion this week when he attended a fundraiser that was honoring several folks, including the late congresswoman from Indiana, Jackie Walorski. Literally, in his speech, he said, where is Jackie? Well, she might not have been able to attend tonight. Are you kidding me? How can anyone say that this man doesn't have an acute onset of dementia? And Corinne Jean-Pierre, her justification of this was that, of course, Biden mentioned her name because she was top of mind for him. You know, saying someone's name is top of mind is very different when you're asking where are they and they're actually six feet under. In escalating and very concerning world news, Russian Vladimir Putin claimed that Russia is annexing several provinces in eastern Ukraine because the people went to the polls and overwhelmingly wanted Russian to rule. We're talking 98 to 99 percent. Of course, the people were forced to go to the polls, and the poll workers are standing on the end, the wrong end, of Soviet-made AK-47s. Folks, this escalation is not getting any better, and after a massive Ukrainian push, Russia has now lost control of Lyman. That has prompted Chechen leader Ramzan Kardrov a staunch supporter of Putin, on Saturday to urge Moscow to consider deploying low-yield nuclear weapons in Ukraine. Putin has already hinted at this, or at least implied it, in several other speeches. That's all we need is another crazy leader urging nuclear weapons to be used. That scares the daylights out of me because this is a game-changer, and I don't think this administration has the backbone to deal with it. In disaster news, I don't think we can do a podcast without mentioning the devastation that Florida is facing. Hurricane Ian was massive and was one of the top five strongest hurricanes to make landfall ever in Florida. Unless you listen to The View and you're a big fan of Joyce Behar or Whoopi Goldberg, pretty much everyone else believes that Ron DeSantis was well prepared and has mobilized all the tools at his disposal to start the rescue efforts. Please, we need to pray for those folks. For this week's News and Review, that's a wrap. Folks, how many times have we heard a version of this phrase, we must pass this bill to avoid a government shutdown? 
If you haven't been living with your head in the sand, you've probably heard that many, many times, many variations of this phrase over the years. Well, before we talk about gun control, we need to have a basic understanding of government continuing resolutions, funding bills, and shutdowns to understand why we're talking about gun control again. Okay. Appropriation bills are the funding mechanism of the government. Long ago, Congress stopped passing appropriation bills through what was called regular order, which means the bills got public hearings, people would testify, you would hear the pros and cons, testimony of lots of different people, amendments were added, amendments were deleted, then eventually there would be an up and down vote on the floor. Now, today, most of those are combined into continuing resolutions which in fact is kind of written behind the scenes and passed apart from the floor before anyone has really had a chance to see it or even digest its contents and fully understand the implications. Then it's put up for a vote at the very last possible moment to avoid a government shutdown. So then the argument actually avoids conversations of the contents of the bill and is more about whether a party can be blamed for deemed essential services stopping if the government is actually shut down. This is politics 101. In other words, you start having this conversation of, well, you didn't vote for the bill because you didn't want people to have their social security checks or you didn't want people to have their welfare or their unemployment. And it's like, no, I didn't vote for it because I didn't know what was in it because you gave it to me an hour before the vote and it was 800 pages. But that's a hard argument to make. So ultimately, that's why this is done. Politics is certainly at the center of this. Why this is important is because it is a great method to attach policy to bills that have no chance on their own apart from the appropriation bill. So you put it on this last minute, avoids the government shutdown. It's a tactic to get things through that you normally would not be able to do on your own. So, for instance, you would do this when any, with any unpopular policies, like, let's say, gun control. The funding bill will likely be voted on after the elections, in this case, during a lame duck congressional session, but before the current funding runs out, which is probably sometimes in December. So we have a little bit of time, but time is short. So let's run into this. According to Reliable Intel, the upcoming omnibus or appropriations bill is likely to have 10 new gun control measures in it. So let's take them one by one. The first one, a huge ATF budget increase to facilitate Biden's plan to ban pistols. Now, I'm not sure exactly how he plans to ban them. If it's through excluding semiotic weapons, semi-automatic weapons that have more than, let's say, five rounds, or if it has to do with the pistol grip. But let's just be clear. This is not the first time or the last time an administration, especially this one, has tried to use the ATF to ban guns. In fact, in the not-so-distant past, there were moves to ban all ammunition containing lead. Did you know that? That was a huge deal because, yeah, it was environmentally friendly, and that's what was touted, but because every soft-point round likely has lead in the tip. It was an attempt not to ban guns per se, at least not directly, but it was an indirect attempt to ban the ammunition, so in fact, the guns themselves became completely useless. Okay, number two. Gun registration funding. Okay, this one right off the bat raises my eyebrows. And likely under the current Supreme Court, a national gun registry would be absolutely unconstitutional. Why? Because it would be used 
or there's a high likelihood it would be used to restrict gun ownership in the future. There's already commentary that the contents of this provision would require up to four hours of labor to complete the paperwork to register your pistol brace, and that you would be forced to give the ATF, listen to this, your name, social security number, address, phone number, email, payment information, fingerprints, as well as the make, model, and serial number of your firearm and provide photographic evidence of your compliance, failure to comply could result in jail time and up to a $250,000 fine. Whoa. Okay, number three, gun confiscation funding. Oh, what? Yeah, you heard that. So without knowing all the facts, it's likely that this one, number three, is actually to enforce number two, expecting that people will not complete their forms correctly or that people will push back and not do it at all. This gives the ATF extra funding to confiscate all the firearms of individuals that don't accurately or willfully comply with this mandatory registry provision. According to the latest intel, this includes $40 million to help the ATF implement this confiscation scheme. Okay, let's keep going. Number four, financial benefits for the families of deceased ATF agents killed or injured on the job while enforcing gun control. Okay, I am all in favor of supporting families and providing benefits to those agents lost in the line of duty. But this provision, this bill is very, very interesting. Actually, it's scary interesting. It doesn't say in the line of duty, which I would imagine already exists. It says, killed while enforcing gun control. Why does this rule or law or bill say that? Is the government expecting a firefight in trying to confiscate guns? Well, it certainly sounds like it. And you know what? Maybe they should. Okay, number five, ammunition background check study. Even though you've already have to go through a background check to get a firearm, now you have to go through a background check to buy ammunition. This means that to buy ammunition from a licensed dealer or a private sale, you would have to get the same FBI background check as you do to buy a gun. Pro-Second Amendment groups and Republicans are trying to stop this, but remember, we do not control the House. Okay, number six, gun control research unbound by the Dickey Amendment. What in the world does that mean? Well, actually, the enactment of the 1996 Dickey Amendment actually prevented the CDC from using funding to advocate or promote gun control. So some people claim this actually largely shut down research into gun violence in the United States. Well, this bill would actually unwind that amendment. So let me ask you somewhat of a cynical and rhetorical question. Given how the CDC was able to approach COVID-19 research, data aggregation, and then make recommendations, how confident are you they would approach gun control and gun violence studies with the same level of non-bias activity. Exactly. Okay, number seven, anti-gun community violence interventions. Now, I can't find a ton of information of what is in this, but this bill doesn't say anti-violence or anti-crime. It says anti-gun. So what can only assume it's the same old approach that guns are the problem, not the people. Okay, number eight, domestic violence firearms lethality reduction initiative. Well, presumably, this is to address firearms being used in domestic violence cases. But again, guns are not the problem. Bad people are the problem. Just ask the lady who just tossed her child into Lake Michigan and watched it drown. Or the animal who drove a truck through a parade. Bad people find a way to do bad things. Gun ownership restrictions only restrict the law-abiding citizen from being able to effectively defend themselves. Number nine, violent anti-government ideology research. When we return. Sandcastles Cottages is a family-owned property featuring nine cozy cottages just one mile from beach access to beautiful Lake Michigan. 
Nestled in Michigan's Great Southwest, this is the perfect short-term or long-term retreat to rejuvenate and recharge. Your Airbnb accommodations are hosted by a family who loves both God and country. They are the epitome of American small business. Check them out today at sandcastlescottages.com or call 269-769-8288 to book your stay. Again, that's sandcastlescottages.com or 269-769-8288. When you call, mention that you're a Kingdom Patriot. Okay, number nine, violent anti-government ideology research. This one definitely raises the hair on the back of my neck. It really gets me fired up. Why, you might ask? Well, of course, the backyard militia guy who says he's going to bomb the White House should, in fact, be prosecuted, convicted, and likely incarcerated. But a bill like this means that the government gets to define what violent anti-government ideology means. That is a slippery slope. This is why words matter so much. It's for crap like this. You remember the podcast we did weeks ago on words or violence? So what happens when the government says just speaking out against liberal policies is an act of violence? What happens when the government says if you don't actually promote the confiscation of weapons, that's violence? What happens if you vehemently defend the Second Amendment? Does that now become labeled as violent rhetoric against the oh-so-freedom-loving regime? I digress. Lastly, gun control earmarks. Now, I don't know what in the world is buried in all of this, but again, it doesn't say earmarks for violent reduction. Nope, earmarks for gun control. Pure and simple. The agenda has been clear for some time. Let's get rid of all weapons. So that, in a nutshell, is what the backdoor secret place discussions have produced that will be attached to the appropriation bill via the continuing resolution. Again, that likely would be passed in the lame duck section between the November elections and sometime in December. So what in the world are the faith implications of this? Well, for one, the Bible says what is hidden in the darkness will come to light. And that is clearly occurring here, as I'm sure Pelosi never intended that these add-on bills would see the light of day before the midnight of the actual vote. And secondly, the Bible also talks about lawlessness in which men invent ways of doing evil. Folks, I don't know how to call this anything else. The Democrats are so opposed to the original founding of our Constitution, it's a wonder that they can even spell it anymore. From a political perspective, this is very interesting. If the Democrats truly believed they had the support of Congress and the American people, they would pass this as standalone bills with no problem. The problem is they don't. They can't even get support to reinstate the assault weapons ban, despite their incredible vilification of non-military semi-automatic rifles that just happen to look scary. They know they don't have the support. Did you know that one-third of Americans actually own a firearm and 42% of all American households have a firearm in it? It is estimated in 2022 that there are 393 million firearms in America. That's more than our entire population. Well, it's at least more than entire of the legal population of the United States. So what about the commercial perspective? Well, I actually think the commercial and the political are very closely tied in this. Here's why I think that. Clearly, gun manufacturers have a strong lobby, and every time a Democrat in the White House talks gun control, profits soar. Those profits are used to lobby representatives and senators. And they should, because so many Americans absolutely vehemently want to defend their Second Amendment rights. Well, if the Dems can reduce the profits of gun businesses, then they can reduce the power of the lobby. And if they can shrink the lobby, then they can possibly push through unconstitutional gun control. So far, it's absolutely an uphill climb because many of us declare you will not take my God or my guns. 
Folks, we have a call to action on this podcast. Contact your U.S. representatives and senators and tell them to vote no to any appropriations that have these gun control measures attached to them. Go to our website at kingdompatriot.us and click on the civics links menu, and this will help you find your, your congressmen and women for your state. Take action today as we must fight for faith and freedom. Till next time. Thanks again to our sponsor, Sandcastles Cottages. Visit sandcastlescottages.com or call 269-769-8288 to book your stay for short-term or long-term retreats. Also, don't forget to visit our website at kingdompatriot.us to join the movement of faith and freedom. That's kingdompatriot.us. Join today so that together we can make a difference. Your membership is appreciated. Your input is valued. Your voice is needed. (laughs) 